0: And welcome to the Game by Show podcast, my friends. It's May 13th. Be with you. It's uh, the Game by Show. My name's LeGrand Jolly, your host this evening. And I am joined by Dale Jones and Jeremy
1: Lamont. Hello, fellers. Hey, we high five in the background when nobody's watching.
0: That's right. We do a lot of that. And no, that's wrong awkward. side. Yeah, super wrong side. Uh, oh, yeah. still, there we go. The wrong side. That's okay. It's okay, guys. It's all right, you know. No one's no one's perfect. No one knows what we're
1: talking about either, but that's okay. You know what? Let he who has never missed a high five in his life cast the first stone. I have never missed a high I take that back. Yeah, you missed a ton. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, guess what, guys? Hey. Uh, there's some movies that are on Netflix. Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3 are all on Netflix.
1: That's great. That's good. Oh, family and family that's good because I've never cow, seen those. We,
0: we started watching... I I, introduced, I like to introduce my kids to the really good old movies, you know? Uh-huh. And Back to the Future is one of those. That movie's 35 years old, guys. Watch
2: this guy peeping Tom on his mom.
0: Yeah, it is a little weird if you start uh, to think no, about he it. No, he never peeped. No, Michael J. Fox never peeping Tom. It was his dad. I mean, if you have Listen, a hot mom... I just mom, watched that part. If you have a hot mom, I mean... Yeah, it's... It, it really... um, That movie really holds up, first of all. And second of all, my 12-year-old like thought it was... Like when he started catching like all the in jokes from the future and the past and all that type of stuff, he it really started like
1: messing like with the, him. He like he really caught the vision of why that movie's
2: great. The Lone Pine Mall. All the things. I like, love it when, <laughs> when
1: your kids start to develop their own little senses of humor, that's great. I actually have yeah. a I have a similar observation from this week and it is it blew my mind. I watched on Disney Plus they have Willow. Oh yeah. And um, Really? Yeah, so I decided it was gonna be, you know, family, family viewing time, you oh, know, me and got the kids. It's got Val Kilmer in it. It's got Warwick Davis in it. He looks like he's like 15 years old or something. <laughs> yeah, but dude. He got taller eventually, I think. but...
0: He was in that uh, Rogue One, right? He's or in Solo. All the
1: oh, he's, oh, in he's, been, he's been in
0: everything. Yeah, he's, he's wicked. Yeah. He's like everything. That's like the last movie I think I saw him in. And he was like, he looked young in that movie. Let me tell you something anyway, though. Go on. So
1: that movie, I did not realize how deep Willow is in me. Um, like a, it holds up awesome. Uh, b, Does it? yeah, I mean, to me, it did. So here's the thing, like, I, Matt Mardigan, uh, all of it. Like is the it, thing isn't is Warwick some... Davis, the the titular Willow. Character? Yeah, he is he is Willow. Yeah. 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 Um, but this this movie started me when I was like 10 or 11, writing you know my own fantasy fiction type stuff, and um, you know, and I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score for it, and it's low. It's like way low. And
0: I didn't think I don't think I really liked it when I watched it, like when I was a kid.
1: I I, wa- I remember looking at the Sears Wish Book for the they weren't even like posable action figures. They were just like those pla- they were like glorified army men, you know, just like plastic molds. <laughs> and I, I I I coveted those things. I wanted them. Uh, so I w- that was like the most worn out page on the Sears. Uh, Wait, they have for me. plastic
2: models for that. That
1: was the most worn out page, huh? For yeah, your yeah, yeah, oh uh, yeah, dude, yeah, come okay. on, I'm, I'm eleven. Uh, Got it. But but the thing is, it's the first time in I don't know how long that I have even had the urge to watch the same movie twice in two nights. It no was way. it was that good for me. I you don't know what to, to tell you. Watch it the next night. I did. Okay. I'm, I mean, I didn't do it, but I was like, huh, you know, I could I could watch Willow again. <laughs>
2: I really <laughs> maybe that'll like be the Willow. Next
0: I think we're gonna watch all the Back to the Future movies. Maybe maybe Willows maybe Willows the one. Put I don't Willow
2: know. on your list, man. It's uh, it's good. It's I remember good. Back to the Future three being kind of boring in comparison to. The I, think, I love 3. I, I love them all. 2 I is think kind two of the weakest one. 2 is my one. least favorite. Yeah, I think yeah, 2 the, the
0: weakest one. Even though they go to the future, so, you know, little me, the like 10-year-old like me, the, thought that everybody was Everybody
2: remembers the hoverboards and stuff, right? Like, oh, sure. Oh, like, you need Yeah, power. but
0: overall, when, when when they go back to, like, he's, he's in, like, 1985, and it's all messed up, and... They have to go back and they go yeah. to 1955
1: again. Like eh, I don't know. I, I will say this: I don't know. if you can grasp Back to the Future Two, you've got a pretty good start on the concept of alternate timelines and also PC file management. Uh, you know, and like restoring backups and stuff like that. You see load letter. The PC does that load mean? letter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a good movie, but not not good for kids. <laughs> Probably not.
0: You know what I do if I had a million dollars? Not good for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. I'll tell you what I do: a million dollars. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. dudes. Um, welcome to the movie show. We should we should talk about movies more often. I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you say?
1: It's like I watched. I watched a couple of right? movies
2: lately. Uh, Killing Them Softly with Brad Pitt and A Most Violent Year with uh, Oscar Isaac and uh, Jessica Chastain.
0: Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Those
2: both sound like way too heady for me. I really like Oscar Isaac. I think he. I, I think he's good too. He I just happens great. to be
0: cast in a really bad trilogy of
2: movies. Oh man. What the Dune trilogy? No. Dale, you, you, you <laughs> go to hell and you die. No, I'm saying that like uh you know, to ward off it actually being bad. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah. Reverse psychology always works on the universe. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's the what do they call that? Invert inverted Schadenfreude the on Eye of reality.
0: Yeah, all right, Jeremy. What's worse the the Star Wars prequels or the
1: newest trilogy the new trilogy hands down No, like the new no tr- the prequels the new are tri- L- listen the new trilogy is so bad that it makes me actually respect the prequels like t- I, actual, no, no, I'm on yes. the side. No I listen.
2: I think of, of the sequel trilogy only the last one is bad That's <laughs> it, That's completely <laughs> wrong. That is completely wrong. The first one's good. The, the, the first one, one's
1: good. The first one was a rehash, so at least the prequels had like original storytelling. Whatever you think of it, uh, the second one got real off the rails. The third one we can't even talk about, which means that the original storytelling that they tried to do turned out worse than the prequels.
0: I haven't rewatched the the latest one. I mean, I'm. <sighs> Okay, well, here's the thing. Story aside, Mm -hmm. if you want to compare acting, like, we watched uh, Clone Wars, or Clone Attack of the Clones, whatever the second one's called. We watched that one with the kids, and when uh, ol' Anakin and Padme go frolicking in the forest together.
1: That's the all-time worst. All-time. I mean, whatever. My my
0: dad tells me, like, my dad's like, whenever I watch Attack of the Clones, you know, on the DVD player, you, like, skip to the next scene, whenever Anakin shows up, and it's like a really good movie because it's just uh, Obi-Wan I Kenobi. I can see that.
2: So it's it's just a real shame that they cast Hayden Christensen. Because um, I don't think he brings the... Like, Do you think it's his fault? No. no. I, I don't... I mean... Nobody, nobody could deliver I guess deliver it's really hard lines. to say. I, <laughs> no. I, I guess it is hard to say, but he's one component of I'm
0: it. I'm sorry, least,
2: right? Master. I don't think yeah. he brought the... Um, <laughs> Or you know what? Maybe he would have been fine only in Attack of the Clones, and then they like had a third actor for the third movie. Ah, uh, it would have made sense, right? might have been able right? to kind of pull it off? Maybe.
1: They should have just cast him as an oversized young Anakin in the first movie. That would have eh? been perfect. Yeah. Well,
0: they he's also just like, waited, what, like ten, 10 five years old, years and then between his girlfriend's movies. like twenty.
2: They could have. They could have kept Jake Lloyd if they'd have waited five or seven years between movies. Maybe they should have. And just think, we'd only like just now have gotten the third movie or, you know, a few years ago. It might have been good. Huh? What could have been? <laughs> well,
0: I think that's enough of that.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh,
0: I've got a couple things to talk about. All right, Tell
1: us about video games.
0: I've got two things, and I'll, I'm only going to talk about two things. I'm going to break the rules because I don't really have anything new to talk about, but I do want to give updates on two things. All right. A, number one, Hunt Showdown is the most amazing game I've ever played in my life. Never heard of it. It's fantastic. It is so good. It's so good. Anyway, that's I bet all you I can't want to say even hum
2: it. the theme song right now.
0: Everyone needs to play it, and legit, I'm addicted to that game still. And how long has it been since I've been talking about this? I haven't. I have not stopped years. playing Hunt Showdown since I originally brought it up on this show. Uh, Hunt
2: Showdown. And that doesn't
1: happen very often. Hunt Showdown, but instead, it's an anime lolicon slice of life anime. Now we're doesn't talking. Work. Doesn't yeah. work. That's all I want to say about Hunt Showdown. Yeah, okay. It's, it's amazing. Great. <laughs> so good. Uh, I
0: had like I had amazing, like, uh, the last three games that I've played, we've wiped the entire server. We've killed, like, everybody. You know, I I'm mean, glad you're blazing incredible. this
2: trail for us, LeGrand, because I might decide that there's a game that I just want to talk about over and over and over again. You guys are recidivists listen, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm only mentioning it in passing I, didn't, I don't even really want to talk about it. The other game I want to mention in passing Listen, until next week probably Is uh, Terraria uh, My kids well, got even back farther, into Terraria by. And they've been trying to convince me Like, Dad, play Terraria with me Play Terraria, play Terraria And I'm like, no, not until the 16th Because on the 16th, what? Uh, are they doing that new update? Yes, the new update comes out on the 16th. Yeah. That's three days from today. Okay. And I've been telling my son, he's like, "Dad, play Terraria. Just come and help me do this thing and help me." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "No, like, boy, no, boy I'll play myself. with you on the 16th. I don't want to burn my Terraria time playing in the old content. Then you have I want to, to, go to see back the whole... into
2: the Terraria refractory period. That's and right. God knows how long yeah. that takes.
0: You, you I, I can only play like 30 hours every two years. Okay. And then I gotta, I gotta take a break <laughs> for two years. Uh, anyway, um, but listen, guys, I got sucked back in. And uh, I didn't. I did not start a new character, right? Um, they were my my boys have beat Terraria as it stands right now. They have done everything in Terraria. They've gotten all the weapons. They've beaten all the bosses. They've gotten all the stuff. And just watching oh. them do that, I was like, man, I aren't you then that. supposed to go and
2: play Starbound <laughs> after you beat no. Terraria?
0: No, you wait for Terraria 1.4. You wait two years and then you play Terraria next next. How, how is
2: Starbound were- anyway? I don't know. I'm sure it's okay.
0: I've I, tried it before. I didn't. It's not like. It's not as uh, simple as Terraria. It's not as
1: easy to pick up as Terraria, I don't think. I have the vinyl record, so I have to play it. I'm obligated to actually play it yes. sometime. But no, movie. you Indeed.
2: have to play Earthbound first or you won't get the story. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was okay.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so I played with my boys. I fired up my old character and I beat the Moon Lord, uh, who is the final boss of the game. I don't think they're adding another final boss. Um, to the new the new expansion, but I'm gonna play through the content, and they're adding like 2,000 new items and a bunch of new stuff and content and Ugh. challenges. And, Man, I wish somebody uh, would
2: add 2,000 new items to like Symphony of the Night, and then you know a bunch of new levels and cool music and stuff. And that's and yeah, called acting.
0: Bloodstained, right? Isn't that called yeah. Bloodstained?
2: It is, but it's at the same time, it's it's not quite the same.
0: And my friends, uh, I got the best sword in the game, the Meowmir. Uh you know, the Nyan Cat. Oh, it's, all it's right. basically a sword that shoots nyan cats. <laughs> cool. All right. And uh, the only other thing I need to talk about with Terraria is I have a little bone to pick with Dale.
2: Um, um, I think I said I didn't like it one time.
0: Dale, <laughs> uh, let me pull up the uh, store page on. Um, oh. On the old. <laughs> Dale, uh, gave, oh, be good. Oh, no,
2: he's on record.
0: <laughs> Dale, this game is. This game came out in two thousand eleven. Right. It's all, it's nine years old, guys. Nine years old. May 16th. They're releasing the the uh, the new patch. Nine years to the date from the release date of Terraria. Crazy, oh, wow. right? That is kind of cool. Um. Creepy. Anyway, I come down here to my uh my uh my customer reviews here, and I see one Count Elmdoor, uh, <laughs> February 12th, 2014, um, posts a review. Not recommended by your friend. 3.3 hours on record. I couldn't get into it. The controls are so hackneyed. It felt like I was fighting walruses in a tub of jello with a waterlogged roll of off-brand paper towels. <laughs> the inventory wow. system is a mess. It's like looking for a red marble in a sea of red M&Ms. And what's with the resolution? Drug Wars on a TI-81 has more fidelity. Terraria,
1: more like Terriblia. Th- that is like <laughs> Dale Jones in high fidelity, except... <laughs> you know, you're like you're you're like the indie record store guy, or like comic book guy, or something. Wow. Yeah.
2: Terriblya,
1: it's pretty good.
0: Uh, two people found this review helpful. Um, oh, wow. I gave it a down. I gave it a down vote. No.
2: Yeah. No. Although I did have somebody say, "Finally, someone tells it like it is." Listen to this man. <laughs> <laughs> Limp, oh, did they? redundant two D? You know, that's
1: what I thought when I got you onto this podcast, but I'm not sure. No. <laughs> Anyway, I don't have much more to say about Terraria.
0: Side advice, I want to let everyone know that Terraria 1.4 comes out. It's called Journey's End, the patch, and it comes out in three days from today. That means, what's today? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, All right, this weekend. Uh, and I'm going to be playing the hell out of it. So if you all want to play some Terraria with me, I was even considering, since my kids are so into it, of just like spending 10 bucks and getting a server for a couple months, you know?
1: I think that's what and we I should just, do. We should have like a, except for Dale. Dale, you're uninvited. Uh, we should yeah. have a uh, like it. a Game Bite show Terraria like community server and like do all the stuff.
2: Yeah, I'll be playing Starbound. I,
1: I think <laughs> I might
0: do. I mean, legit, it's like five dollars a month for like a, a server, like a dedicated server with like ten slots. And I think we might just create a world and just like have fun, have a yeah. good old time. it would be great. it would be fun. It'll be great. Anyway, I'm considering it, and if I do, I'll post it in. Uh, we'll make a game club out of it, and I'll post it in the thing, and everyone should play. Try the game is ten dollars, guys like easily the most value for any video game i've ever ever gotten in my life i've even played terraria well sorry i played more hunt showdown than terraria at this point but terraria is probably my was was for a long time my most played game on steam yeah it's one of those you have to be careful with because
1: it'll suck you right in that's right anyway
0: that's what i've been playing guys terraria and uh, hunt showdown
2: you know still real good real good uh all right dale (laughs) uh well let's see how to approach this um so, I've been playing a Warhammer game on PC, uh, but this one's different, actually. Uh, a, it's different because it's set in the like the fantasy Warhammer setting called Age of Sigmar, and I've never really touched any of that, so I've never really messed with any of that stuff. Uh, ever? It scares me. Uh, like Vermintide? Nothing? I don't... No, I don't think I've ever no, played wow. any of the fantasy Warhammer okay. games. I've never read any of the fantasy Warhammer books or or any of that stuff uh, until this one. Um, huh. And I'll just I'll just say right in front, I really like this game. I think it's very, very cool. Um, uh, I do have some concerns, though. What, so, but what it is, it's... Uh, and the reason I think this is actually interesting is because there's a million and one, like, Warhammer games out there, right? And they are all video games of their own creation and own rule set and, and own design. Uh, but they're just using the Warhammer IPs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... This one is actually adapting one of the Warhammer tabletop games to a digital format. So the game that this is adapting is called Warhammer Underworlds, um, and it is, I understand, it's the game that the that the, the the Warhammer company, Games Workshop, it's their tabletop game that they most intend to be a sort of balanced, competitive, ever-evolving um, set of uh, I guess they'd be cards, because you know, how, like Magic: The Gathering has like the the changing um, environment where they're like rotating uh-huh. in new sets and taking out old sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're if Games Workshop is actually doing exactly that model with Warhammer Underworlds, but what they are doing is they're having seasons. So like, uh, and and again, I'm still talking about the tabletop game here. But what they do is periodically they release new um, models. Uh, so you, in in this game, you have uh, a pretty small size of a, of a what they call a warband. And it might be, uh, I think the smallest ones are three and the largest is probably like seven, maybe eight models or figures that you move around the hex board. Um, but what they're doing is like, they're introducing new game boards that you can play on uh, because it does actually use a cardboard board. And there are a finite number of those. And each one, uh, they're all st- they're all just rectangles with hexes drawn on them, but they have like different layouts of like hexes that you can start your guys on or hexes that are um, lethal to step on or whatever. And then, um, so those change. And then like there are cards because there's two decks of cards that go into the game that change also. Anyway, it's a whole thing, Um, but they're basically trying to keep it balanced and like tournament viable and all that sort of stuff. And so I think it's kind of interesting that with the digital adaptation to this game, um they are they're doing the thing with uh the again referencing magic so magic the gathering uh arena um what they're doing in that game is day and date when there are new physical cards released they're releasing them in the game also so it's like completely in sync with the tabletop game magic is uh this game they're aiming for that sort of thing but they're definitely at a lag behind um in real life, the the Warhammer Underworlds tabletop game has been out, I think, about maybe like, let's say three years. Um, I know that they're on Season 3 right now. The digital game, Warhammer Underworlds Online, uh, which is fairly new, it was only released out of early access just a few weeks ago. Uh, right now it has, I guess it's up through Season two's content. I'm not completely aware of what the tabletop has. Because, again, this is like the Warhammer Fantasy stuff. Right. Um, but... The meat do you of like the Warhammer
0: fantasy stuff in general?
2: No, I, I've never really delved into it much at all. I've I've purposely kind of tried to ignore it because I'm just like so into the 40k side, and I only have so much time and money. Uh, so, but but playing this is it's not really getting me interested in pursuing all that much more. But I do really like this game. Um, but basically, get it, cutting to the meat of it. It's like what they've done is they they've released this like as far as I know, it's basically, it's a hundred percent faithful recreation of the tabletop game. And so what you have is uh, you basically you match into, you know, a match with a person just like you would in Hearthstone or whatever. And then you each, uh, there's a, there's a roll of the dice and depending on who wins, that person gets to go first in choosing which board they want to use. So in this game, each player brings a board, and you combine the two boards together so that the hexes line up, but you don't have to do it exactly flush. You can sort of do it, like, diagonal a little bit or, like, end-to-end, end, like, short end-to-short end instead of long end-to-long end. So, like, there's different configurations. Um, so, like, one person chooses their board, the other person chooses their board, and then that person gets to decide how the boards are aligned. And then that that's actually important because that person gets to potentially rotate their board. And then when you rotate the hexes around, obviously all your dangerous hexes and your potential starting hexes change their orientation, right? So like, it's possible that you change, you choose your board not knowing exactly where you'll be able to deploy your guys when it comes time to deploy. Uh, so that adds a little bit of kind of random interest element to it and then a little bit of strategizing, right? So then after that, the dice are rolled and then basically like, these are not regular... Like dice with pips one to six on them they have like different symbols that mean different things, but they are just six sided dice um those dice are rolled, and you determine who goes first, and then or' it's, actually before you even go first, it's like you're deploying your your guys one at a time so like on the team that I've chosen to to learn how to play first is this uh three guys they're basically like they're called stormcast eternals they're just like dudes in armor with warhammers um And so I'll like deploy my guy and then he'll get to deploy one of his guys. So he's playing like the skeletons or the orcs or the Skaven rat dudes or whatever. Um, And, you know, you finish until all the guys are deployed. And then whoever, I want to say it's whoever finishes deploying all their guys first, meaning they have the smaller army size. They get a little bit of a weighted die roll when it determines who goes first. So it's if you have a smaller army, you might end up going first more so than uh, more often than somebody who has a larger army. And that tends to kind of even it out over the long run, you know? Um, So then basically, after your guys are all deployed, um, you have, so it gets into the like turn by turn, uh, you activate a guy, and then you you can move them, you can spend your activation either moving a guy or uh, using them to attack, or you can combine and do a, what's called a, a charge where you move and attack. But then if you do that, you can no longer activate them anymore that round, right? Um, but where all the strategy and and tactics and stuff comes from is that in addition to the like rolling dice and moving miniatures around and like, you know, I'm trying to get mine into contact with yours so they can hit them with a hammer or whatever. You also have these, um, you have two decks of cards. You have one deck of card that's your objectives and you, so you randomly pull, uh, a few objectives at a time from the objective deck and they might be like, um, go capture on the board, go and capture uh, objective point one, two, all all the way up to five. Because as part of like the board arrangement and deployment process, you're also randomly placing, not randomly, but you're you're placing objectives around the board. You take turns doing that. And so what you can do is if you've constructed, because you, you make these objective decks, right? If you've constructed it so that you have a bunch of cards that say you need to get objective one, two, and three, but you don't have any that say you need to get four and five. What you can do is you can try to maneuver it so that objective four and five are like way back in their zone and objective one, two, and three are in your zone for starting. So it makes it easier to capture them or vice versa or do whatever you want. What I've done with mine is um, in noticing the first few games that I played that my force of guys can only move so far. They don't, they're not that fast in in game terms so they don't move very far. I've just removed all those like go capture an objective point cards from my objective deck and replace them with objective, objective cards that say, go and kill dudes.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> match your loadout, right?
2: <clears throat> yeah, basically. So, so you can sort of decide what you want to do by who you want to play, or you can decide who you want to play by what you want to do uh, and then construct, you can match your objective plan up to your army or vice versa. And then in addition to that, you have a second deck of cards that is your, um, like, actions that you play in the tactical battle thing, right? So you have your objectives that you're working toward, which as one of your activations in a round, you can decide, hey, I don't like this objective, or it's impossible to complete, and you can just toss it and draw another one. Uh, But that ends up that uses one of your like four activations in a round, right? The game is three rounds long, so you only get twelve interactions activations rather. You only get twelve activations in an entire game. So the games move, or they should really move um, fairly quickly. But that that's also really really limiting on what you might be able to do potentially in a game, because if moving is one activation and attacking is one activation. You see where I'm going with this? Like, if the other guy has is fight is is playing skeletons and he's got seven skeletons on his team, there's not really any way that with me with my three guys I'm going to be able to wipe out his whole team in one game. Period. It's just like basically almost not possible, right? Mm-hmm. It's incredibly unlikely. Um, so yeah, it's just it's interesting, and then that that second deck of like your, your character upgrades and sort of like, um, instant use abilities. Uh, it'll be like, that will be a card that'll say like, give one of your characters an extra wound, which is, it looks like a hit point, basically give your, give your character an extra hit point. Or the next time they attack all of their, uh, potential attacks will do like plus one damage. Um, and this is a game of small numbers because it's a game that's using six sided dice. Right. So, uh, Adding one damage is, is a pretty big deal. Significant, yeah. Yeah. Um, the – where I would say it falls down a little bit is that um, it's it's one of those games that's clearly designed for, for mobile. Um, and so it's not really – I don't get why this is, but it's not really well optimized because right now I think it's only released on PC. And so – I don't know it did just come out early access and it's not released on anything else yet, but I think it should I feel like it should run better.
1: I feel like that um, has been something before with a Warhammer game where it's like, oh yeah, oh, this yeah. was designed for mobile, but it's kind of bad and oh
2: definitely it's been yeah. that way this has been the case with a million different games hmm. um but they're not there yet for mobile though it's just interesting because it's like you can see they're kind of angling that way, but they're not there uh yeah. second um the because of its nature of like pretty slavishly or like you know faithfully recreating the tabletop experience like it's showing you all those dice rolls and things um but not only is it showing you those dice rolls but it's also proceeding through like the the proper phases of the turn and and all that stuff which if if me and you are sitting at a table and playing through the game we're just kind of like brushing away those ones that pop up the the, it's like you got to go through a phase even though nobody's going to do anything in that phase or whatever if if you and I are playing, we don't even bother, worry about it. But if you're playing over the computer, the computer obviously takes a few seconds and, like, does a little animation or whatever it's doing, right? To, like, let you know that, hey, this phase is passing. Um, fortunately, you can set it to, like, auto-pass on uh, situations where, like, an, act, an action there's might no be possible. Activity. But there's nothing yeah. to do, right? Um, but that's not on by default. So of course every single person that you play doesn't have it on and you know it's you're sitting there waiting for the fuse to to light down to the bomb every time basically the hearthstone thing right mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know if there's any game that's going to fix human fallibility but um if if there is one a warhammer game would probably be it i think um <laughs> but it, i guess what i'm saying is that this game has probably gotten a huge leg up in terms of its quality just by being um, – by taking the rule set from an existing and successful tabletop game. Um, and I'm actually – I'm more interested in actually playing the tabletop version of this now because it's pretty low investment for a Warhammer miniatures game. You only have to buy like a few models and then like the rest comes in the box set or whatever. Um, I don't know that I would ever do that, but I will keep playing it digitally because I, I do quite like it. The other main concern I have is that there doesn't seem to be that many people playing. So, in fact, two days in a row, I had two matches matched against the same guy. So, like, there was this guy that I that played pretty bad. one night. You and three dudes. This guy called Baylock uh, that I played in two games, two games back to back. But then the next night I came back and it was Baylock again. Two games back to back, so so when when was this released? Is it newer? It it was released a few months ago, but then it came out of early access. I think at the it was like the end of February or mid March. It came out of early access, but they're it's one of those live games. They're like you know they're adding pretty soon they're going to add like another set of cards to it and and all yeah. this other stuff.
1: Sounds like um, they're making games for you and Baylock.
2: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I kicked Baylock's ass last night though. I'll tell nice. You that. Yeah, he has uh, no, like a, let me tell you the other he has thing.
1: Meeting up again
0: tomorrow night to have, have another yeah, maybe go after at
2: it. this, uh, <laughs> Baylock. I'll I, I see you, Baylock. Uh, no, um, <laughs> uh, that, that so,
0: happened to me once when I was playing uh, that Werewolves uh, VR game on PlayStation. Oh yeah, VR. I bought that, and never um, played it once. Werewolves oh, Within. Man. I like came up. I like would get on and a, a few nights in a row, I played with like the same people just randomly, just trying to because there's no one yeah. else playing but like ten dudes, right? So we all just got into the room and it was the same so, people multiple nights the in last
2: a row. time this happened to me was was section eight prejudice I think uh, oh, yeah which I lo- I liked that game I thought that game was awesome Good um, series but let me tell you the other funny thing that happened with with this game so far uh, so you know how hearthstone has the ranking system where you start off at 25 and then you as you rank up you go to like 23 22 you know all and you go up that way mm-hmm. so the other day, I was playing, because it starts off at 25 in this game also, right? And I I think I was 23. I was ranked 23. And I got matched up against a rank one player. And I was like, oh, this is going to be, I'm just going to eat it. Um, But then I ended up winning that game. And then after defeating the the rank one player, my rank went from like 23 to 22. So Nice. So I was was like, huh. I I feel like I should have gotten more. Uh, no, it's like, it's the star, it's the Hearthstone thing where it's like, <laughs> oh, 20. Not yeah. bad. Um, I just, I figured I should probably have gone up more from, you know, if a rank 23 player beats a rank one player, shouldn't I be like at least like rank 10 or something? I don't know. Yeah. The
1: arithmetic works out to me. One. Well, one.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe. But then did he go down a rank <laughs> or like 10 ranks? He went yeah. up 25. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I, I think this game is cool. And I think it's probably because it's based on what is already a tabletop is a successful and um, ongoing concern. Yeah, uh, I think good adaptations
1: kinda... of card games and board games can be like really good because they do take yeah. all that mechanical stuff out of your hands and, and streamline it for you. Exactly.
2: I yeah, and I, I want more people to play it because I want more. I don't want to have to fight Baylock every time. Balok. So, yeah. Well.
1: Well, uh, this week uh, I've been playing something similar, uh, an adaptation, as you were, a Warhammer. No, actually, I was just going to tell you, I played Battletech, and uh, Dale, you'll appreciate this. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a battle mech called a Warhammer, and... And it's oh, a pretty big one. It's like a seventy-ton mech, and uh, I just had one of my all-time. I feel like it's one of the all-time great things that's happened to me playing a video game. But I've been very like low-key about it, so I just want to air it out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I did so a seventy-ton mech. None of my dudes are in that weight class, and I did the dirtiest triple tap, hit the pilot three times in a row, mm-hmm. take that whole thing down, and it turns out that Warhammer chassis was the last one I needed to get my own Warhammer. And uh, Sweet. it was it was pretty great. I'm punching way above my weight now. And, uh, what are you so going to name ha- it? Uh, Baylock. There you go. <laughs> Baylock. No, uh, that's not actually what I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, this week I am playing ball with you guys. Remember your project that you've assigned me to play oh, yeah. only only yeah, a going? game that is on a promotional. So I've done it this week. I'm starting that out, and um, I, I chose from among the few that I had available, and I decided to play a golf game. Uh, I decided to play The Golf Club 2019. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, mostly... Wait a minute.
0: You snuck in Battletech, and now you're talking about some golf game? Hey,
1: hey, hey, Hunt Showdown. You sit down and you keep your I'm mouth just, shut. I'm
0: just talking about the games I played? I don't know. Yeah,
1: sure. Uh, so, The Golf Club is the first time that I've played a legitimate golf game, like a serious Wait, simulation golf game. So, it's just like a, golf s- a f-
2: like, a, like a serious simulation?
1: Uh, this is a 2K Games, like it's the golf game from 2K. And, uh, they had a free huh. weekend. It might even, I think they might've forgotten and I can still play it forever. I'm not sure. I was still able to play it today. So, um, but the, uh, the thing is that up until this point, I've only ever played like Mario Hot shots. golf. Yeah. Or hotshots golf or something where you can hit, hit a button and it turns into a fireball and goes an extra 30 yards or something like, yeah. like that. Or, or you double tap the B button and it, you know, grinds to a halt or something like that. Um, and and this is in the face of, you know, in Utah, we have a legacy. Legrand probably knows this. Access Software. We used to have a, a game series here oh called yeah. Lynx. You remember Lynx? Under a Killing
0: Moon. That's yeah, what I all those guys.
1: Yeah, we um we have Lynx here, and I never played it ever. But uh, this is my first time playing kind of a serious golf game. And uh, it turns out it's actually pretty similar to, you know like Mario Golf World Tour or whatever. I mean, the golf... There's not there's not a lot to golf, right? Like, you you go for a walk, you hit the ball with a stick, hopefully it gets in the hole. It's actually really hard in real life. I suck I, at it. I can't imagine what it's like in real life. And I tell you, this game has made me so angry. Um... <laughs> In a in a way that you know when I'm playing Mario golf or something it's like you know I, I, I have a bad round or something and 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 you know I'm like okay with it whatever I'll make it up on the next on the next hole uh, but here the golf club doesn't actually let you reset at any point so if you end up in the water if you end up in the weeds you're playing it like you you know the cameras are on and the, the crowd water? is there oh yeah yeah you you take the stroke penalty yeah yeah huh. um, and here's the other thing. So I played this on PC. So this was on Steam. So this is the first time I've played a golf game with something other than, you know, face buttons and a and a stick of some kind. Uh, and it's it's a little weird. And I'm not sure. I actually decided that I wasn't going to play it with a controller at all because... Oh, you need
2: a trackball for this.
1: Yeah, well, so That's the thing. So that's kind of how it works. It's like if you ever played like Golden... What What's the Golden Clubs or whatever it is? Golden the, tea. Golden Tee, yeah. Uh, it's a little bit like that, where the, the the mechanism of hitting the ball is that they give you a sort of an imaginary, like a, a track or a... A strip, strike zone. A vertical strike, yeah, exactly. Verti- vertical kind of lane, I think they call it. And uh, you actually, with your mouse... Uh, position your mouse anywhere you want on the screen. You hold down the mouse button, draw the mouse back, and then fling it forward. And you try and keep it sort of more or less vertical. You you don't want to jog one way or the other because that is you slicing the, you know, slicing the ball and or doing something terrible. Um, and uh, and it's kind of harder than you think. And actually, the velocity of drawing back is they sort of equate that to the velocity of your backswing, and then the velocity that you s- swing it forward is the velocity of your stroke. And yeah. Generally, it works all right on on the when when you're doing a like a, a long drive, you know. Um, I haven't been able to figure out the thing is in in some of these Camelot games and Hot Shots or or Everybody's Golf or Mario Golf, you can sort of set your own power using that sort of that stroke power meter or whatever, you know. Something there'll be you have a couple of options, you know. There's a like an expanding circle or that where you have the line and that little. That little uh, counter kind of moves along the line or whatever, and you can, you know, if, if you're if you've got your your club out and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna overshoot this by fifty percent. I need to really dial this back. You can choose the the you know hypothetically, the power that you would hit the ball with or whatever, which is completely unrealistic. Um, here, it's all on velocity. And the thing is, I haven't really figured out that system because as soon as I try and finesse the power by, you know, pulling the mouse back a little bit less or whatever, right. it, like, it just, you know, everybody claps for me as my ball, like, tinks off the tee and into the bushes or something like that. And, um, you know, I feel like <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm like a toddler out there. Everybody's clapping for me as I, you know, go chase my ball into the reeds. Um, I think there might be something to the timing, though, because I think what they want is they want you to get a rhythm with the backstroke and then with the stroke, whatever. The the thing is that uh, you can, and in all of these games, you typically can sort of control where the ball is going to land based on the club that you use, and uh, those are those are pretty standard. You have your irons, your woods, you know, your dry, uh, your uh, uh, putters and 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 uh, wedges and things like that. The same thing is true in the golf club. Uh, they also have though a ton of different stuff that I had no idea. They have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the names of them, but they have like a like a not like an approach wedge or i mean approach wedge is something i've seen in other games but they have stroke types. so at any point you can choose the club that you want to use you can also choose different variants of i guess kinds of of strokes i'm not really sure because there there's stuff like um you know you can do a chip in you know what a chip in is where you're you know off the green nice on yeah exactly yeah right exactly (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so you can do that anytime, but then they've got like different, uh, not only different clubs to get out of the sand traps, but there's clubs to do an approach from like middle range. And there's another club that does something there's stuff in the golf club 2019 that I've never heard of before, but ultimately what it amounts to is how far away are you going to hit that ball? And and I had not been able to figure out any finesse to that. You know, I can't like, I can't like tell it to go less. It's basically like where the zone is. It shows you just like in all these other golf games, where's the, the rough area where you're going to kind of land in. Um, And and I've just been trying to kind of finagle it that way. Uh, Once you get onto the green. That's like normal golf. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Right. Like, and and that's the thing. And that's what I figure. Like, I'm not really. I got to hit
0: hit it a hundred yards. Let me grab my club. That's that goes a hundred yards. yards.
1: Exactly. Like, you're not going to like, I'll just like flex my bicep. Next week, uh,
0: Jeremy's playing basketball where he explains uh, about dribbling the ball down the court and throwing it into the weird round orange circle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's the thing. Like, I've never played golf in real life, so all I've got oh. to compare this to is
0: other you know, golf games. <laughs> yeah, like, like,
1: but but the thing is, like, the fantasy goofy, you know, kinds of things. Um, right. So so that's the thing. Like, you can't like flex your bicep a little less and you know take twenty yards off your you know off your distance. It just it doesn't work that way. Um, and and the upshot of that is that you end up in a lot more. I, I've had moments of more like just explosive momentary frustration playing the golf club than i think any golf game for sure that i've ever had but i'm trying to think of any other game where i've been that frustrated in just like a moment and i can only imagine that that's what Gavin actual here. golf is like yeah
0: welcome to real golf yeah e- exactly and that's why i will
1: never choose to play real golf. like this is it like i don't have to take a walk out there i don't have to spend all day long hiking around the you know the 18 I, I just, Dude,
0: we should go play golf it's funner than you think.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm sure it is, you know. And, and I think there's uh, everyone
0: he, talks on golf until they actually do it. Like, you know, what, this is kind of fun just walking around casually and you know, driving this golf cart around and off of jumps yeah. and then hitting this ball down the, you know. It's kind I of can fun. understand that.
2: It's fun, but I'm it, no good it be at it. But every time I
0: do it, every time I every time I play golf, I'm like, wow, I should do this more often. And I I suck at it. I'm not good at golf, but and every time I do it, I'm like, wow, this was amazing. I should. I should golf more. It's just, it's just relaxing and fun. And I mean, it's
1: such do. an improbable sport to begin with, right? Like take the stick, hit this little white ball into a hole. That's like 450 yards in that.
0: And, and can you imagine that people can do that accurately? Like that's the, that's the impressive part of golf, right? Like you, you watch golf on TV and you're like, what the, you know, this that's is boring as hell. But then you, when you realize what they're actually doing, like it's pretty, it's pretty amazing.
1: That's the thing. So when I'm successful in this, like it's great. And when I, you know, w- w- when you are in the the putting, because the thing is, you know, the drives that's one thing. But when you get onto the green and you've got to start worrying about terrain and and all those kinds of things, you got to really figure out. And, and their position can be different every time. And golf, I, I really, I, I enjoy playing, you know, Hot Shots or Everybody's Golf or Mario Golf, uh, because because fundamentally golf. Golf is an elegant sport, you know, in the same way that Tetris is infinitely variable based on your choices, the random drops that you get of the of the um you know the blocks. Uh the same thing is true in golf. The wind, the terrain, how you hit it, you know, whether you twitched the wrong way and suddenly you sliced it, you know, seven. And there's DLC
0: in... everywhere. You just go to a different state, different city, and you absolutely, have a new
1: course. Absolutely. Yep. So the the courses are the same here. Like you go to Arizona and they have like, you know, nicely modeled terrain. Uh, they have, you know, I don't, I'm assuming all of these courses are real courses somewhere. And in the same probably. way that I can appreciate, you know, Gran Turismo where the racers will study, you know, this is the third turn at, you know, Talladega or whatever. I don't know. They probably, you know, before you go to a golf tournament, you know, like, oh yeah, this is the, this is this dog leg. This is where these sand traps are. This is how I'm going to approach this. And then you actually go out and do it. Um, but, but it is infinitely variable and, um, you know, you can play the same hole and it's, it's never, you know, it's not going to be exactly the same. You kind of know which, what your approach is going to be, but it depends on a lot of factors. And I think that's what makes digital video game golf fun for me in a way that I just, I just don't know that I, I, I feel like, um, I feel like I can have basically the golf experience that I want, uh, all around, you know, the highs, the lows, um, I, I can I can listen to the announcer in this, who uh, you know, even though I, I did a, a real good uh, you know putt onto the green, uh, I'm in 132nd place in the leaderboards, and so the so the announcer's like, oh well, that was all right, <laughs> you know, and the tone of his voice is you know whatever, like oh, um, but but that's kind of where you know where whereas in something that's more of a fantasy golf, I'm you know consistently way under par um you know you can do just a lot more weird stuff with it here it it really is like a challenge you know right from the get-go to be within you know the top 20 or, or whatever i mean as soon as you have a bad hole like you're out um did you buy this game no this was I, I'm, this is the project this is the you know the free free, free weekend uh, whatever oh, so, yeah. Yeah. so that's what that's what I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna try and stick to it I don't know what's uh, that's the thing like I don't know what I'm gonna be playing next week this week it was the Golf Club 2019 uh, like I said it still is playable I mean as of earlier today so I think they might have forgotten about it what Maybe is it, it on
0: that you're playing, Are you playing uh, on a PC? Steam
1: Steam, yeah, it's on PC. So playing with a mouse and uh, mouse and keyboards. So, uh, listen, yeah.
0: when I when uh I was I got big into golf around the time that the Wii came out, uh-huh. or maybe a little bit after, and I played a lot of Wii golf and I watched a lot of golf. Oh yeah. Uh, I had a I had a, a newborn baby, and I remember sitting. I'd wake up in the morning on like a Saturday and I'd have my baby as this is my oldest who's now 13 and we would sit there and I would watch golf and then I would play wee golf. Play wee golf. Yeah. <laughs> remember, like getting into golf for a while and I think I I think I did like 9 holes like one round of 9 holes last year and went to like top golf once like um, but there, was, golf there was, a, there, was a, there was a while where I was like way into golf and I was like you know into golf games and all that
2: type
1: of stuff. Well, well, this also has multiplayer, uh, and it looks like you can manage a party and, and do all kinds of things. I've just been playing by myself. Um, I mean, I'm not going to trouble anybody else to play the Golf Club 2019, but maybe um, go check it out. Maybe they forgot, and it's still on free play. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It
0: is. Ends in 11 hours.
1: Yeah, well, now now's your chance. You can do it. Um, but uh, that's my first of the What's Jeremy Going to Play that's free this weekend or whatever. So <laughs> This uh, is going to save you a lot of money. Yeah, look forward to more original great content from the Game Byte Show podcast because of this amazing idea that you guys had. Uh, it's it's going to be bad at some point, I know. But uh, but that'll do it for this week on the Game Bite Show podcast. Thanks for listening to us yammer on about uh, not only movies, but some of the video games that we played. We eventually get around to video games as well. Uh, do that every week for you here. Uh, fear not, we'll be back in a few days for our second podcast. If you have any comments, any thoughts about any of the games that we've played this week, of course, or you want to let us know about the games that you've played, you can reach out to us on social media. You can find us collectively at Game Byte Show on Twitter. You can reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamar.
0: Uh, You can find me at Legrand, L-E-G-R-A-N-D-E. Don't forget the E, E, or else it's not going to go to me.
1: It'll go to some other Yahoo who stole my name and forgot the E. They need to pay them royalties. And I am at Count Elmdorf find our fourth man, Jared red over at twitch.tv slash Show. We've been uh, on a little bit of a Borderlands 3 kick, uh, so if you check out our uh, video on demand, you'll see some good old times there. Uh, Jared uh, is getting into it. He's actually picked a different uh, class now, and he's uh, having a lot of fun and uh, seems real excited about it. So we might be doing some more of that, but we also like to play some little out-of-the-way gems. Uh, he decided to play Guild Wars 1 and actually, actually, confoundingly got a whole bunch of people watching him, uh, which was weird. But uh, check that out over at twitch.tv slash show, Subscribe there, hit the bell to be notified when we go live. Find us at GameByteShow.com where you can find the back catalog of all of our podcasts, the link to that Discord server that we were talking about a little bit earlier. We personally invite you to come join us and partake in all of the good times, possibly some Terraria in our future, we're not sure, but uh, check that out. And as I mentioned, we'll be back in just a few days for another great episode of the Game Byte Show podcast. But until then, this has been your show. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time.
2: See ya. Be seeing you.